Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is Heather. Hi, Heather. Hey, Becky. How are you? I am great. You're great? It is, yes. The end um, of the day. That's the best part. <laughs> It is the end of the day for us mm-hmm. as we're recording this. Um, so we've been reading and doing a bunch of holiday novellas or novels for our Quick Shots of Romance for this first part of December. And I saw the cover of this one and I was like, all in. It's also an author I've been wanting to feature mm-hmm. on the podcast. So it was like a win-win. So she provided us copies of review copies for this episode. So thank you to LB Dunbar for our review thank copies. Um, on Just this- to start, the cover, adorable. It's adorable. Like, adorable. I, I mean, I'm a fool for an illustrated cover. Just give it to me. Also just the, a flirty over 40 silver fox, second chance holiday romance. Sign me up. I was going to say that like, ticks all your boxes and it's in one of my favorite cities in the entire universe chicago Chicago. (laughs) so on this episode of a quick shot of romance we are reviewing scroogish by lb dunbar heather would you like to read us the synopsis from goodreads of course i hate christmas i don't know who thought every female must love shopping wrapping baking, and hosting, but I'm missing the memo. On top of that, I manage a top-end department store, sprinkle in the fact I'll be turning 40 during this holiday season, and my life is a Christmas cookie recipe gone wrong. And every year, I become a little more Scrooge-ish. But the spirit of the most wonderful time of the year, insert sarcasm, seems to have a plan for me and my midlife crisis attitude. First, My past returns when I attend a high school reunion happy hour and run into that boy, the one I had a summer fling with after graduation and before college, then promptly ghosted me. The torture continues because that boy is now a man, worldly and wise and sexier than I remember, and he invites me to attend a holiday work party with him. Which leads me leads to my discovery that there is a lot more to this 40 fine former NFL quarterback, now fireman, like being a single father to the sweetest little girl, putting me at risk of falling for both of them. However, I have my reasons not to believe in love and the happiest time of the year. And for the first time, or for the first 25 days of December, test all my strengths. Just what in the dickin is happening? Charles himself might approve of this plot, even if I'm a little curious to see how it all plays out. With the past behind her and the future uncertain, can Eva Nazar accept the present is a gift and the love is the greatest treasure, even even treasure we receive, even if it isn't always wrapped in pretty paper with a perfect bow on top? So the release date for this is November 22nd of 2022. It is now in Kindle Unlimited. Tropes, our second chance. It's a Christmas Carol retelling and single dad. And I actually have it as spoilerish in the parentheses because in true Becky chaotic fashion, I did not read the blurb. I read the title (laughs) and saw the adorable cover 
And then I'm like 20% into the book and he is in the middle of a date and has to leave and go home. He's like, come with me. He has a kid. And I was like, you didn't read the blur because I did. I think I sent this to you and I was like, you had sent me a message and said, Heather, we need to find. And I was like, this one. He, look at this and you were like sign me up like didn't even read the blurb I did <laughs> I didn't so I thought the single dad thing was spoilerish because I didn't read the blurb oh my gosh cheese and rice funny. <laughs> anyway. also though I'm gonna tell you I didn't know this was a Christmas Carol retelling so um just what the dickens is happening Charles himself might approve of the plot I know I you what read the blur. Up until up until this point, I think I got to a certain point, and I was like, I don't even need more. I mean, <laughs> check, 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 check. <laughs> oh my god, we're such a mess. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Put out percentage twenty eight percent with a flashback, but it isn't until eighty four percent that all the stuff happens. But it is only one hundred and sixty nine pages, so yeah, it's short. And I- feel like the all the way is sort of um it doesn't give this book the credit where it it does not read like a slow burn no not at all to me there was so much chemistry between these two characters Mm -hmm. and so much intensity and the connection was a tangible you know connection between them and sparks flew when they were on page for sure for sure. And there was such like this like chemistry, this push and pull between the two of them that you were just anticipating. But LB Dunbar wrote in such a manner that I wasn't desperate for the 84 pop. Like I uh-uh. felt these moments with them and it was satisfying and it was enough. And I truly believe in their connection and that they deserve the HEA because oh for sure there is this hot steamy scene in a truck in a parking uh, lot at a high uh, school football game there's that and then there's the dressing room oh oh the dressing room i forgot about oh. the dressing room Whew. Whew. <laughs> um we're going to keep us warm on these cold winter nights no joke so the audio near i listened to the audiobook of this Okay. And the audiobook was written by Stella or was read by Stella Hunter and Teddy Hamilton. Big fan. Big fan. Love. Big fan of both. The the part of the problem with it is this. If you read the book, it's written in single point of view only in Eva's point of view. Uh-huh. We never get a glimpse inside his head Zeb's head we never get a glimpse in his head we don't know what he's thinking we don't or what he's dealing with so the way the audiobook is done it was read in duet narration so Stella says everything until it is the male character's dialogue then Teddy speaks and that was distracting for me. Okay. I ended up giving up halfway through okay. and going to reading because I'd be like, oh, are we going to get Zeb's point of view? Right? It's Zeb, right? That's his name. Yeah. I'm yeah. looking. Yes. Yes. 
Um, I was like, oh, we're going to get his point of view. And then I just got his dialogue. So it just, it was a little frustrating for me. I didn't love it. And maybe duet isn't, isn't for me. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so content warning. Death of a parent is mentioned and is on page along with abandonment of a child. Mm-hmm. So um, if you, if grief is something that you deal with terribly this time of year, then this might be a book to skip for you. Correct. I would agree. So, okay. We kind of mentioned it when we talked about the pop, but there's a lot of almosts in this book. Mm-hmm. And they're intense. They are. It was, um, so Eva and she very, um, I think I pronounced her name wrong, was very clear. They went through a real big description about how to pronounce it. She um, is turning 40 and I she's struggling with that. And um, she works in um, an upscale uh, like department store. If but it's also me, the classic department store. So I yeah. seem to think that, in my opinion, because it's Chicago landmark, Marshall Fields. I, well, being a Minnesota girl, um, I was totally reads like Marshall Fields. That's what I thought, too. I was like, oh, that feels like Marshall Fields. I've been to a Marshall Fields. I've been mm-hmm. to the original one in downtown Chicago. So it felt like the way she's describing it with the upstairs restaurant and having mm-hmm. a very specific recipe of things. And foods that they serve with their own traditional recipes. It felt very department store. And if you've worked retail during the holidays, which I have, it's the worst. And it takes away all the Christmas cheer. And I felt that with Eva. Like, I felt all of her cranky retail feelings. Right. And, like, um, sort of just, like, how she doesn't have time. Like, She's just working all the time. So if you've, like you said, if you've worked in retail or if you're a Christmas shopper, you know, they extend the hours and it's just, you know, and those people have to work and the general public is a bunch of assholes and, you know, just well, all of that. And you get off one shift, you go home and you sleep and you're turning around the next day, getting up early to come in for mm-hmm. the next shift because it's nothing is, you know, 12 or 14 hours difference. It seems like it's every eight hours you're back at work. Um, And he has, I mean, he's a fireman. Like, he's, like, the captain. or I mean, he's, like, a big deal in the fire department. And so his hours are also kind of wonky and, like. Right. So one of the things that I really enjoyed about the, so one thing, so this is Second Chance. It's a high school fling. They reconnect at their 23rd or 22nd high school reunion, or 21st. Mm -hmm. Basically, they were supposed to have their 20th high school reunion in 2020, but it got delayed because of COVID. I felt like the author dealt with a COVID mention really well. Like, it was just simply there. We all have experienced things that got delayed and got delayed. Yep. And so I Sometimes I worry that like a COVID mention is going to either date a book or it's going to trigger me because we all know how I feel about everything. And this, it didn't. It was done really well. And it made sense. Yeah, it was like kind of glossed over. 
yeah. you know, like why they didn't have it and why it would make sense that they're older. And, and they have it like, at a bar. Well, they have it at a bar and it's the Wednesday, it's the night before Thanksgiving is when they have it, which is Drinksgiving. So it makes perfect sense that that's mm-hmm. when it is. She doesn't have to work the next day. Her coworker is really pushing her to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't think she was going to go, but she did. I don't, I was surprised she went to, like, her coworker is, like, um, an older woman who sort of mother hens her. Um, so Zeb was, like, the quarterback and sort of, like, the the hot guy in school. Well, and but he, he was, it was private, a high, private high school, and he was, like, on a scholarship because right. he, um, his family, well, and so. his dad died. His dad was mm-hmm. a fireman, and he died in a fire. I missed and that part. you missed that part. <laughs> and Ooh. so it was, he had his mom and that was it. And he has a sister and a brother and they were all scholarship kids at this Catholic high school, this private Catholic yep. high school. Just very Chicago. It's very Chicago. And, but he never felt like he was good enough to approach Ava. Um, and she herself mm-hmm. uh, was kind of a shy wallflower. She, but she has her own baggage too. She has a lot of baggage. Um, She was raised by a single father because her mom left right um, around her birthday and on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And 10, like when she was 10. Like she was 10. And her dad just sort of decided from there on out that Christmas was just not going to be celebrated and they like went on vacation. But like, I think she even talks about like, while it was a vacation for her dad, he like just put her in like childcare and like basically ignored her. Yeah. She didn't, she doesn't associate good memories with Mm -hmm. the holiday or the experiences. They were not exciting. Everyone's like, oh, you're so lucky you get to go on a cruise or you get to go to Mexico for Christmas. And she's like, it was terrible. It was never Mm -hmm. fun. I hated it all the time. And she wasn't parented. No. And her father has moved away from Chicago. You know, she left, went to college and came back. And then her father left and he doesn't come back to visit her. He has a new family and just, you know, she's, she's alone. I think she's very lonely. She is, you know, as somebody who's over 40, um, I think as you approach that number, I think every, maybe it's just a woman thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm a woman. I don't know. We have these ideas in our head of what we want to accomplish by the time we're a certain age and she definitely has a plan in her head and she's working hard to get there. But I think she really lacks support and she's like a workaholic. She, her whole life is working in that department store. But I also think it's something that's kind of alluded to and talks about, you know, when you're a woman of a certain age and you do not have children, mm-hmm. it's hard to make friends because you don't fit People stop inviting you because you don't have kids or, you know, they think you're too old because they're all young and single. And I really felt like L.B. Dunbar in this book hits on some big emotions that we all struggle with. You know, I'm over 40 
And turning 40 wasn't that big of a deal for me, but being over 40 now, I have realizations. Like friendships are a little different. They're a little Mm -hmm. harder. My kids are leaving home and growing up. And so you don't have that built-in mom friend circle anymore. You got to work harder to socialize. And I think for someone like Ava, it was just easier to work. And then she didn't have to deal with her family issues. She didn't have to deal with not having a social life. Um, She had bought her own condo and was happy with just living her, her little tiny life. Um, Mm -hmm. But Zeb comes along. Yeah. And And then reconnects with Zeb who is trying to ignite things, but he's got his own, you know, so his backstory, and I'm not going to spoil this because I really feel like this is something that you need to experience as the story unfolds, his backstory, mm-hmm. and how he became a single dad. Yeah. And there's some really magical things about his little girl, too, which, yep. again, shocks me that you didn't get the Christmas Carol parallels. Uh, right. Christmas Carol isn't my favorite. Not my favorite year. The mother, the Muppets do a really good job on it. What about Scrooge? Okay. With I have a lot of feelings about Muppets. I am not a fan. Oh my god! What about Scrooge from uh, with? Isn't it Billy Crystal that's in that movie? Yeah, probably. You know, Becky, or Michael I'm Keaton. Not, I'm not gonna pretend like I remember. <laughs> I don't know. I missed it. Like a 747 right over my head. Bill Murray, okay, so Scrooge, this- Bill Murray isn't Scrooge. I'm being yelled at. It's Bill okay. Well, I'll have to watch it. So Zeb, um, he was a quarterback in high school, like highly sought after, and that was like his ticket, like to help his family. And he played in the NFL, and right, yeah, NFL, mm-hmm. and. She kind of kept track of him for a while, you know. I mean, it's kind of hard not to. Like, he's in the NFL. He's kind of a big deal. And then she just sort of kind of gave up. Um, but he's doing the NFL thing. He ends up being a single father. I think the thing that I love the most about Zeb, it is clear from, like, the very get-go how important his family is to him. He is a very family-centered man. Well, before they even go on the first date together, he invites her to the football game the Friday after Thanksgiving or the Saturday after Thanksgiving that his nephew is playing in and um, it plays for the alma mater, the high school they graduated from, and it's the state championship. And Mm -hmm. um, he invites her and when he sits down, there is his sister with her wife and his brother Mm -hmm. who has some baggage and... I don't know if his story is somewhere because he was so broken. I really felt like he needed a story and I have some unanswered um, questions about him. So I'll be number. We need the, we need Brock's story. Yeah. ASAP. Yeah. And if you need some help writing it, I mean, we'll give you some pointers. We're like, yeah. we'll give you a plot. <laughs> Email the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. We got you sister. Like, um, yeah, he was so damaged and I needed okay. to know his history. But it, him. And Zeb was just trying to care for everybody. Like, that was one mm-hmm. of the big things about him as a character. He was a caregiver almost to his own detriment. Like, for sure. And, you know, he, he, I don't want to spoil it, but he does some things and things, he does some really great things for her birthday. He's a detailed man. And 
it is clear he is a single father because he's responsible for the details of his child. So he becomes a very detailed oriented person and he he picks up on the details and then he doesn't just tell Eva, I care about you. I'm falling for you. He shows her in these like just sweet ways where you're like, oh my gosh. Well, he listens. Yeah. He listens. Like she mm-hmm. she just tells a story and he picks up on it and goes out of his way to make some dreams come true. And it was magical and it was beautiful and I loved it. And I loved their HEA. It it really was great. So great. And I love how, you know, sometimes a single parent, that whole being a parent can get lost in the shuffle. And because Zeb was such a family-centered um, character, she was not lost in the shuffle. She wasn't. At all. No, no. And there's this really great scene with Eva and his daughter um, that takes place at, like, the department store. And I just, mm, yep, love it. Yep, yep, yep. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, so final question. Yeah. Does this pass the Die Hard Christmas test? So think about the Die Hard test. It is, mm-hmm. is this, is Christmas a relative enough part of this book that it can only take place at Christmas? That this book would not make sense if it took place on Memorial Day? How prevalent is Christmas in this book? I feel like, yeah. I mean, I think that yeah. Christmas has to be in it. It has to be Christmas because the retail, the things that happen that are magical and the fact that it's a Christmas, a Christmas story retelling. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Well, and the timeline just like stands up. So like, it makes sense. People go home for Thanksgiving. So people would be at the bar the day before Thanksgiving. Like it all kind of adds yeah. up. I agree. I agree. Um, Okay, so if you have a title you think we should review for A Quick Shot of Romance, send us an email to thebees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. Heather, thank you so much for joining me for this Quick Shot of Romance. Anytime. Um, Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.